Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I had to get my Ron Isley shit on That nigga was fly as fuck in that motherfucking battle And then that was bass Good evening motherfuckers and motherfuckers This is your host Young Dolomite The Too Much Game Podcast Live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. Late show. On some real shit, the, the main reason this motherfucker late, dog. I had to finish watching that goddamn versus battle, my nigga. The Osley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. And it's crazy, because, like, I ain't even know that that shit was today. For some reason, I thought that shit was Mother's Day. Like, I kept hearing motherfuckers saying... The battle, the battle was gonna be on Mother's Day, so like I really was off guard by the whole shit. wasn't expecting it, but it was a pleasant surprise, my nigga. Motherfucker was having a cool Easter and shit. I was at my uh, my in laws' house and shit. They barbecued and all that, so you know it's cool. Spend time with the family as usual. You know regular shit, so you know we we eating barbecue and. Um, damn, I forgot who it was. Oh yeah, um, Confessions from a Red uh, Couch Podcast. Shout out to her. She DM'd that shit to a little group chat we in on Instagram. So that let a motherfucker know that the battle was cracking. So you know a motherfucker had to tune in and shit. I was I was pleasantly surprised, nigga. The whole battle was dope as fuck. You know the playlist, the motherfuckers, of course. They got jams on top of jams, so that was a beautiful motherfucking thing. As y'all can see, this is my first fucking... No, it's not. It's one of my first episodes since I had my shit set up right in the boom boom room with no fucking headphones on. But a nigga had to, you know, if you watching live on fucking Instagram or on YouTube, motherfucker got my little fedora on and shit. Motherfucker had to, you know, get my Ron Isley on. Nigga had to have a little player vibe and shit. Because, nigga, my, my nigga Ron Isley beard stole the show. Like, you know, a couple motherfuckers I seen, like, in the comments, like, damn, where the fuck is Ron Isley at? Niggas ain't even recognizing with the beard. So, you know, shout out to Ron Isley for having a beard and shit. My nigga beard gang. Stand the fuck up. That nigga represented for us. But, you know, overall... Dope ass battle, my nigga. You know, like one of the things that that stood out to me that, you know, if if I could have one critique, one thing that kind of like let me down and shit, my nigga Verdine didn't 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 pull the fucking bass out, my nigga. You know, like I seen that nigga hop up a couple times, and that nigga did like the hand motion, like that motherfucker was getting ready to get cracking, my nigga. You know, because um, Ernie Isley, he brought his guitar out. You know, it, it started off a little slow, you know, as far as like the energy go and shit. You know, like the, the first couple songs they played, motherfuckers were sitting down. It looked like a listening party almost. Like it started off, Steve Harvey was doing this little bullshit. You know how Steve Harvey do, oh, y'all young motherfuckers this and y'all young motherfuckers that. This real music, this the music for the grown folks. You know, he did this whole little bullshit. You know, motherfuckers basically like, shut the fuck up, Steve. Don't nobody want to hear that shit. We we know we know it's grown folks music. We we know what type of party we signed up for. You know, what she say, B and Kimberly, oh Joe, you missed it. You go, you better go on YouTube and find that shit, cause that shit was that shit was dope as fuck. That was my favorite verses now. You know, I know I done probably came in here and said that motherfucking shit like two or three times. Like, oh, this my favorite verses, this my favorite verses. This one? Nigga, this shit was a moment, dog. This nigga Ron Isley, 79 goddamn years old. Nigga, that motherfucker was looking so motherfucking player. Came out with the chinchilla on and shit. Nigga, I, I was hyped. 
on some real shit. Like that shit was like the highlight of Easter. You know, like the barbecue and all that shit was cool, but nigga watching that shit, I was like, damn, I really hope they put that shit to where a motherfucker watch that shit over and over again. Cause that was a fly ass battle. You know, everybody looked good. You know, for for the ages these motherfuckers was, they was performing their ass off. Like, them motherfuckers show why they legends, dog. You know, like, if if you know anything about Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the Isley Brothers, and it's funny, because I swear, if anybody was following me on my last Instagram page before I got banned the last time, nigga, I have posted that Earth, Wind, and Fire should go against the Isley Brothers last year. If anybody really followed me back then, y'all niggas know I'm telling the truth. I called this battle last year. I didn't even think that it would actually happen. It was more of like a what if Earth, Wind, and Fire went against the Isley Brothers type shit. Like, I did it on some, like, what if hypothetical, nigga. I ain't think that it would possibly happen. So it's dope that they actually pulled that shit together. You know, shout out to Swiss Beats. You know, that, that nigga did that shit. But, yeah, you know, like I said, like, the thing that kind of fucked me up was... Seeing Ernie on the guitar, but not seeing Verdine on the fucking bass. Like, if y'all know who Verdine White is, Verdine White is the bass player for Earth, Wind, and Fire. The dude who got, like, the wild-ass perm, crazy-looking dude, he the bass player. He came out there with only a microphone in his hand. Like, that shit was disappointing. Like, he he didn't even look right without that motherfucker. It was like looking at Superman without his cape or some shit. But... Overall dope ass battle They played most of the songs that I expected to hear You know like Earth Wind and Fire came out Swinging Like on some real shit nigga I thought Earth Wind and Fire was gonna slaughter they ass Cause Earth Wind and Fire came out With reasons that's the way of the world Like them niggas came out Nigga playing straight Banger after banger And the Izzy brothers They they started out kinda slow My nigga like I was really tripping like, um, do y'all niggas hear what these motherfuckers doing? These niggas coming with some shit, you know, cause, um, what was the first song the Izzy brothers played? I think they played uh love the one you with, which ain't a bad song, but it ain't like that banger, you know, like the motherfuckers came out with, uh, this old heart of mine. And then the fucking earth when the fire came out with less groove. I'm like, oh shit. This finna be bad Because like if you know about Earth, Wind and Fire Like if you listen to them You know a lot of they songs When the fucking first chord play You can hear the crowd go crazy So I think that's kind of what like Added to their fucking performance Like these motherfuckers start the song And you hear a million motherfuckers Screaming and hollering You know of course if y'all know these, these verses You know these verses battles They be in like these small venues So you know it ain't no crowd big enough to do that but that shit just add, you know, to how the shit sound, like the effect that that shit have on you when you hear it. But, you know, overall dope ass battle. Like it was funny to see Ron Isley's beard be like the star of the show. You know, like I said, this motherfucker 79 years old. My nigga, that nigga came out chinchilla coat, nigga with the fedora on. Nigga, you know, fly ass suits and shit. And he started out slow. Like, I was kind of like, damn, nigga, Ron done got old. Ron chilling. Probably like four or five songs in. That nigga hopped up, you know, did his little shit. They took a break for like maybe 15, 20 minutes and shit. Nigga, after the break, that nigga Ron Nazi came out with a fucking vengeance. Nigga, that, that nigga came out performing. You know, because in the beginning, like I said, nigga, the, the the first half of the battle, Earth, Wind, and Fire took that slaughter. Nigga, they 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 walked away with that shit. Second half, nigga, Isley Brothers did they shit, my nigga. The Isley Brothers, you know, shout out to Ron, shout out to Ernie, and shout out to the rest of the Isley Brothers, whether they living or resting in peace. Them niggas handled their motherfucking business, my nigga. That, that was a dope-ass versus. I'm I'm glad I ain't missed that shit. I'm glad I was able to see that shit live. That shit was fly as a motherfucker. You know, Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind & Fire. That nigga sounded great. You know, for them motherfuckers to be that age, them motherfuckers sounded good, dog. Like, them motherfuckers is in their 70s, my nigga. Like, for a motherfucker to be that old and still be able to, you know, do their craft to that level... 
Nigga, shout out to everybody involved, my nigga. I'm, I, I, I love seeing that shit. You know, I'm, I'm looking through the comments of that shit. Seen a lot of motherfuckers, you know, praying for DMX and shit. You know, that was like something that kind of fucked the nigga weak up a little piece. You know, like, that's just some shit you hate to see, dog. You know, like, if we all know about DMX, we know as far as his personal life, the motherfucker been fighting demons, my nigga. Like, you know, my nigga, he's struggling with substance abuse. You know, so he OD'd this week, and I think he in the hospital. You know, you seen reports of him on uh, on life support. You know, I've seen another... Um, another report of him being off life support and breathing on his own, which kind of was like, cool, okay, he improving. But then, you know, I've seen another report saying that that shit was false. So, you know, just everybody, you know, if you're a praying motherfucker, pray for DMX, my nigga. You know, that, that shit, that's just bad news to hear, dog. You know, like a, a, a legend of our era, we just don't want to see a motherfucker like that go out that fast. You know, especially with seeing the nigga on the verses, you know, not too long ago. Maybe like five or six months ago, he was in the verses against Snoop Dogg and he looked healthy. You know, he looked like he was in good spirits. I think he had just got out of a jail not too long before that shit. And he seemed to have been doing good. So, you know, prayers to DMX, my nigga. You just hate to see shit like that. You know, especially with a motherfucker to the, the, the magnitude of a DMX. You know, that motherfucker's literally a hip-hop legend, my nigga. Like, I still remember DMX, you know, his his rookie season putting out two albums and shit. Both them motherfuckers going platinum. Like, DMX a motherfucking beast, my nigga. Get at me, dog. It's still like one of them songs that, you know, when you hear that shit, like I could, I could still sing the whole motherfucker verbatim, and I ain't heard the song in a while. Like DMX, that nigga, man. So you know, prayers up to him. Hopefully, he get better. Hopefully, he improve. You know, hopefully, this is a wake up call to get him off that shit, man. Cause you just hate to see shit like that, my nigga. Like you know, I just hope that the motherfuckers around him can, you know, help him to move forward and get past all this shit, cause. That shit just some that just is some bullshit, dog. You know, like as as far as what else a motherfucker been seeing in the news. Um, you know, I know a lot of motherfuckers saw like TMZ post a video of you know Quavo throwing Sweetie into the fucking elevator. You know, and it's a trip because like I go back and forth with this shit. You know, not as much as far as like trying to excuse Quavo for his role in the whole shit. But, you know, it's kind of like one of them situations where you don't know the whole story of certain shit. So you can't absolve everybody or certain people in certain situations. You know, upon my first viewing of the video, you know, the video that I seen, which was only the fucking elevator footage. You know, all you see is Quavo throwing her into the elevator looking like some abuse type shit. You know, and you know me, nigga. My first instinct is this nigga Quavo a bitch for that shit, dog. You know, which I'm not saying that, you know, what he did was right. But, you know, from what I hear, there's other footage of Saweetie swinging on this nigga or some shit like that. You know, I guess... You know, it, it wasn't completely a, 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 a Quavo jumping on Saweetie situation as much of a these two motherfuckers is just toxic together type of situation. You know, and that was kind of like something that, you know, kind of like interested me a little piece, you know, because like it was one of them weeks as far as like the news and shit like y'all know how I do like I like to. Pick something, you know, maybe my favorite piece of the news of the week and then just go based off that, you know, run off an hour of, you know, game based on what a motherfucker could have did, how some shit went, how some shit could be improved and how I could relate it to the life of a regular motherfucker that's listening to this shit and help them, you know. But as far as like this week, a lot of the shit that I was seeing was kind of just like, "Mm, that's cool. Mm, I might talk about that. Mm, I see what's up with that. 
you know, so like upon seeing the video, my first mind was just like, man, niggas really need to quit fucking around with with, with the women that'll make you feel like you got to do all that shit, dog. You know, like I just tell motherfuckers in general, like, you know, I'm I'm not no domestic violence type of nigga, like just the way that I run my program with anything. And like I tell niggas all the time, my nigga, any female that you feel like you got to put your hands on. You don't need to be around like there's no woman in your life that should get you to the point where you feel like you need to fucking hit her, my nigga. Like that shit all the way out, dog, like especially a nigga like Quavo, like you got access to any fucking woman that you want. Like you can fuck any celebrity bitch, any R&B singer, any famous fly groupie, any bitch on Instagram. So there should be literally no woman on this planet that'll make you put your fucking hands on her. You know, and like I said in the video, it's more of a struggle than a beat down. Like at no point in the video did this nigga swing on her. Like it looked like they was like struggling over a bag or some shit like that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, so like uh, Francis Ford CC said, his side, her side, and the truth. You know, and that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, we don't have no context to that video. You know, so it's kind of hard to really put the blame on the motherfuckers. So on some real shit, like, as far as like what I would say in the whole shit is, you know, I'm just going to take a time to sit back and get all three sides of this motherfucking story before, you know, I pass my judgment. Forgot my goddamn gunshot, my nigga. Shot that bitch off all late. But, you know, this episode, I'm off today. You know, it's a late show on some real shit, because now that I think about it, you know, I usually do this motherfucker on Fridays. Friday is my day. But the way my work week is set up now, the way my schedule set up for the next couple of weeks, I'm probably going to be recording on Sundays because, nigga, I don't get off till maybe 10, 11 o'clock Pacific time on fucking Fridays and I'll be dog tired. So, you know, probably the next three shows I'm going to be recording on Sundays just to let you motherfuckers know so nobody's surprised. So if y'all been waiting on this bitch on Friday night, Saturday, and all that shit, it's coming on Sunday, my nigga. Just because, you know, work schedule and shit. But anyway, you know, as far as, like, the Quavo Saweetie shit, you know, like, let's just get all the facts before we pass judgment. No, Quavo was not right for his role because no matter what the fuck they was fighting over in that motherfucking elevator... I just couldn't really see myself even getting in a situation where you could even try to make it seem like I put my hands on the motherfucker, you know, because like in the episode that I did, uh, be careful. Like it's just certain moves in your life that you don't want to make, especially when you the type of person that got something going for yourself. Got a lot of motherfuckers depending on you. Got a lot of motherfuckers looking up to you. Got a lot of motherfuckers looking at you. When you know that everywhere you go, cameras going to follow. Every move you make is going to be recorded. Everything you do is going to be put on front street. You just got to move real careful. You got to be real strategic about shit. Whatever the fuck she maybe took from him, that nigga should have let her get off with that. Nigga, unless it was like some priceless baby picture that your mama only have of you and that's the only copy of the baby picture. Yeah, maybe. But it's like, come on, dog, whatever the fuck she took, let her get that, my nigga. Like, don't put yourself in a situation where a motherfucker could even 
show a video like this and make you look like you on some bullshit. Like that's the part of the shit I didn't really like to see as far as Quavo's role in the whole thing. But at the same time, you know, like I said, I'm hearing that there's other either footage, which I haven't seen yet, or testimony that Saweetie started this shit. Like Saweetie was the motherfucker that broke bad and took off on Quavo. And this was just his reaction to what she did. And like I said, like, you know, people in general, dog, like, you know, like I was mentioning maybe I think in last week's show about Quavo and Saweetie, a lot of what we was laughing at as far as, you know, him repossessing the Bentley truck was just two young motherfuckers doing young people shit. You know, young couples do goofy shit like that. Like they do petty shit to each other. They get in disagreements. They do little stupid shit on social media. You know, they talk stupid to each other. You know, they they throw subs at each other. That's just what young motherfuckers in relationships do. But as far as the physical aspect, nigga, at, at no point in my young life did I ever think that it was cool to put my hands on a fucking female, especially over some bullshit. Like, it ain't nothing you could take from me that I could afford to replace that I'm going to put my hands on you about. Especially if I'm a motherfucker like Quavo who's in the light at all times. I'm the type of motherfucker that TMZ is just waiting for me to do some shit. Good, bad, or indifferent. Like, nigga, Quavo, like, nigga, you in the light, my nigga. Like, you, you are that nigga. You can't be moving around like you a regular nigga. You can't be doing regular nigga shit when you fucking famous. Nigga, getting into it with your girl as a regular nigga, yeah, nigga, y'all can have a little little tussle, little shouting match, little, little struggle, little you gimme, no, you gimme, no, you gimme. Nigga, when you famous, dog, you have to keep your hands to yourself, my nigga. You can't even do nothing that look like it's some bullshit. You know, so as far as like that, like that's the thing that, that I've seen is as far as like the Quavo aspect of the whole shit. Just like my nigga, it just don't look good. You know, because we don't know what the fuck happened yet. We don't know what he did yet. We don't know what she did yet. We don't know where this stems from. We don't know if these motherfuckers been squabbing like that. They whole fucking relationship. We don't know what the fuck going on as far as this. All we know is what we saw in that short 30 second fucking video. You know, because like another thing, as far as like what I kind of noticed, which like I'm not going to say, like I said, I'm, it's not me giving him a pass in the situation. But something that I noticed as far as like something that. You know, like, don't jump on the, oh, this nigga like the new Chris Brown or the new fucking Ike Turner. Nigga, when she went down, he had the opportunity to take flight on her motherfucking ass. If that was his intent, I think his intention was more whatever the fuck was in her hand, he wanted that shit. You know, or whatever the fuck she was trying to go, he wanted to have her where she was. You know, and that was kind of like what made me be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we need context to this shit. You know, because he didn't hit her. Like, the nigga just got her ass in the elevator, then, like, turned around and looked up at the camera. And even when he looked up at the camera, the nigga was really, like, on some shit. I forgot they had cameras and elevators. And it's like, nigga, I guess you ain't talked to Jay-Z in a while, my nigga. Nigga, rappers and elevators don't fucking mix, dog. That nigga should that nigga should have thought about that motherfucking video with Jay Z and Solange, my nigga. You got to be careful in them elevators. Like I said, nigga, just as a rapper in general, you just got to be motherfucking careful, no matter what you do, because the the lights is is always watching, the cameras is always on you, no matter what. So. You know, just how I'm looking at this whole shit. You know, I, I hope everybody involved is better for this shit. You know, I hope this motherfucker ain't got to go to jail behind this shit or nothing stupid like that. 
You know, but at the same time, nigga, I just hope this is one of them them teachable moments for him, nigga. Like, I need to lead this bitch all the way along. Because if if I was Quavo's homie, that's the advice that I would give him. You need to leave that bitch alone, dog. Nigga, you and her, y'all don't need to be together. You know, her too, as her homegirl. You and that nigga, y'all don't need to be together. If y'all, as two famous motherfuckers, is getting in physical altercations, y'all motherfuckers don't need to be together. Ain't no love that strong, my nigga. Like, it, it ain't no force that a motherfucker's gonna put on me that's gonna make me do no shit like that. Especially when you got a lot to lose, my nigga. Like, you ain't fucking, you know, Quavius, whatever the fuck your name is, whoop-de-whoop, from around the corner no more, my nigga. You're Quavo, the famous rapper. When you're a motherfucker who got the light on you like that, you just got to move a certain way, you know, and you got to be around certain people that keep you as far as, like, your element and the moves that you make. Like, you got to be around motherfuckers that's not going to have you doing dumb shit. You know, like, this is something that I tell motherfuckers. Like, the niggas around you have a big influence over your fucking trajectory as a person. Whether that be career-wise, you know, personal-wise, or any of that shit. Especially your motherfucking woman. You don't want to be fucking with no woman that's going to have you putting your motherfucking hands on her, dog. You know, now, a woman beater is a fucking woman beater, and, and that's what that is. But at the same time, if that shit not your fucking character, which it kind of looks like in this video, because like I said, it ain't like the, when she hit the floor, that nigga start fucking swinging. It just looked like he was trying to get something from her or get her ass into that elevator for some strange ass reason. So that's the reason I'm not giving him a full fucking pass. Because, yeah, I'm giving you a pass because you didn't steal on her ass like you could have. But I'm not giving you a pass because, nigga, your method of getting her in that fucking elevator made you look real fucking suspect, my nigga. Like, you could have did that shit way more player than that. If she didn't want to get on the elevator, my nigga, it should have been like, all right, bitch, I'll holler at you later on. I'll holler at you on the phone. I'll call you. I'll talk to you. Or if you got my PlayStation 5 or you got my fucking, my gold chain or whatever the fuck he was trying to get from her, i get that shit from you later. You know, there's just ways of taking care of certain shit that don't involve physical violence. You know, because when you a famous motherfucker, man, physical violence, dog, that's, that's so far past the last resort. Like, when you become a, a a fucking celebrity dog, like, literally, like, the type of motherfucker that's, that's just playing with millions of dollars on a regular fucking basis, nigga, physical violence should be out. Like, that shit shouldn't even fucking factor into your thinking. Like, you got niggas who you pay to do shit like that. Like, nigga, if, if you know, and this is, like, one of my things when it comes to rappers in general, dog. Like, this is just some shit. Like, I be telling my homies all the time. Like, nigga, if I'm a rapper, it ain't nothing street about me. Like, yeah, I'll tell you niggas. Yeah, back in my day, I used to be a fool. But now that I'm a rapper, my security will fuck you up. I'm not fucking you up. If I got beef, my security gonna fuck you up. I'm not finna fuck you up. I'm not finna throw away no piece of my life over no bullshit because i got a lot of motherfuckers depending on me i got a lot to lose like that's a lot of rappers problem like these motherfuckers be so busy trying to hold on to this motherfucking street cred that they don't understand really don't mean shit especially when you actually really been in the street you know because like that was like one of the things that um like when 50 cent got cracking like, that was one of the things I respected about 50 Cent. You know, like, all these niggas, oh, I'm not a rapper, I'm not a rapper, I'm not a rapper. When 50 Cent came out, he like, nigga, I'm a rapper. I done done all that bullshit. Y'all know I done it. I been shot. I done been to jail and all that shit, my nigga. Like, I don't have to prove to you niggas that I'm a real nigga because that don't matter no more. I'm a rich nigga.
Like that's the fucking thing about these niggas, man. And you know, I I say that shit a thousand times on a thousand episodes. Like the reason I don't have a lot of respect for rappers is because of what they sell, the image that they sell, the mindset that they sell. Like they really make it seem like it's more important for them to be a street nigga than to be a rich nigga. Like at the end of the fucking day, my nigga. You know, and this is something that, like, I tell my little homies and shit, like, when it comes to this street shit, you know, because I'm not too far removed from the streets to where I'm not still tapped in with certain niggas, still tapped in with certain elements. You know, like I told y'all motherfuckers a couple weeks ago, some shit I can't really speak about. You know, like, it is what it is, my nigga. But, like, something that I tell my little homies, like, my little young street niggas all the time, like, if y'all really... As far as like gang banging and shit like that, y'all really look at the the nitty gritty of all this shit. The motherfuckers that got the most respect in the hood ain't the motherfuckers that catch the most bodies. It's always the motherfuckers that got the most money. Nigga, it's a nigga in your hood right now. The way these street niggas be trying to race around and catch bodies and put in work and hit licks and do all this shit it's a motherfucking your hood that probably ain't done no street shit but he got money and everybody look up to him and then it's a broke nigga that done killed 16 people and don't nobody give a fuck like that's the fucking thing like you you niggas got the streets fucked up like in the streets my nigga like when i was younger the thing that we always looked at as far as like street niggas, the niggas who we looked up to, we looked up the street niggas that had money. Fuck bodies at the end of the day, my nigga. You know, and it was crazy. Like in high school, this is when I got the realization of how minuscule catching a body was, my nigga. Columbine. When I realized that a bunch of dorky white nerds that got picked on could kill like 12 people i'm like okay so you don't even got to be a gangster to do this shit nigga you could literally be a bitch ass nigga and catch a body why the fuck would i have respect for a motherfucker who could pull the trigger when it only take what two pounds of pressure my nigga a baby could pull the trigger and kill a person Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are you ready to lose weight the easy way? Get Nutrisystem, the proven plan that's worked for millions, and it will work for you, too. You get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks delivered right to your door. Delicious foods that are ready in minutes, now featuring hearty inspirations meals that control hunger for up to five hours, high in protein, and bigger than ever. Exactly what you need to feel full, satisfied, and energized as the weight comes off. The secret is the breakthrough science of Smart Adapt, personalized to your metabolism and created to help you break through plateaus. Get your plan for as little as $10 a day. Order Nutrisystem today and start losing weight right away. Millions of people have lost weight on Nutrisystem. You can too. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash new right now and get a special offer. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash new to get started. Expect to lose an average one to two pounds a week. Offer restrictions apply. See website for details. So why the fuck do you niggas think that that's what'll get you street cred? Nigga, at the end of the day, trust me, my nigga. Who would you rather be? A motherfucker who caught 16 bodies or a motherfucker who got $16 million in the bank? You know, Francis Ford said street niggas want to be rappers and rappers want to be street niggas. Nigga, at the end of the day, it's one and the same. But on some real shit, both of them want to be rich, niggas. You know, like, that's the goal in life, dog. Like, at the end of the day, when you cut it all up, 
And strip all the bullshit away from all of it At the end of the day my nigga The goal is money my nigga The goal is to have something Street cred or not my nigga Like put it this way Who's the realest fucking rapper Who's the realest street nigga Like who's the nigga Who we all like that's a real nigga That's a solid nigga You know like Name a who like the baby, the baby caught a body in Walmart. You know, the baby then did all that street shit. We look at the baby as a real nigga uh, on the West Coast. Dub C, Trady, um, you know, 50 Cent, you know, like all these rappers who we look at with street cred, right? Nigga, honestly, when you really look at that shit, would you rather be the hardest street nigga? Or Elon Musk who has zero street cred Or Jeff Bezos who has zero street cred Like who would you rather be my nigga Like that's that's the thing Like in the black community we value some stupid shit Like I, I get it my nigga Like it's cool to be that nigga on the street and have credibility and motherfuckers. Are oh, you a real nigga? You a solid nigga? You, yeah, that's cool. But I, I'd rather be a wealthy nigga. You know, I, I'd rather be a nigga that, that my grandkids could respect. You know, like, that's the fucking thing. Like, you know, at the end of the day, and, and like, this is some shit, like, just in my hood personally. Like, you know, something that I noticed, like, when I start getting older and shit, like, like, my OGs, like, the niggas who I looked up to growing up, like, them motherfuckers got a lot of respect for me outside of street shit. Like, one of the things that a lot of my big homies always mention when they see me is like, oh, Cud bought a house. Cud got a family. Cud doing shit the right way. And it's like, damn, nigga. Like, it's, I got homies my age that put in a lot more work in the hood than I did. But they don't get that same love as I get because real street niggas respect real shit. Real shit is a lot of shit that a lot of motherfuckers honestly can't do, dog. Like, you know, I understand motherfuckers feel like it take heart to catch body. It take heart to do some street shit. It take heart to beat a nigga up and all that shit. I get that. But it's way harder to buy a house than it is to kill a nigga, dog. Because my nigga, one guy, one king said, staying free and elevating in life while maintaining your principles and character is where it's at for real. Exactly, my nigga. And that ain't always based in street shit. That's just real shit. Nigga, there's real motherfuckers who ain't never lived in no ghetto. They ain't never been in no gangs. They ain't never did no crime. They just real niggas. Like I tell motherfuckers as far as like this show, niggas who know me personally, the way I get down and the way that I choose motherfuckers who I spend my time with, I tell niggas all the time, like some of the realest niggas I know ain't street at all. Some of the real, real motherfuckers who I fuck with, they from the street, but they don't involve themselves in no type of crimes. They like regular dudes. Like, like I look at Kendrick Lamar as a real nigga. Like, it takes a real nigga to be from that element as far as like the area where that shit goes down. But a real enough nigga to admit that you wasn't in that life. Because there's a thousand motherfucking rappers And I tell niggas all the time Like y'all niggas really be looking at these rappers Like they street niggas And they're literally poets This niggas he's a poet He's not no gangster my nigga A lot of these motherfuckers just rap real good And they know a lot of stories from a lot of niggas they know So they adopt another nigga life Like how we seen with the rapper Rick Ross You know rapping the life of the real Rick Ross like, you know, a, a lot of rappers, it's one rapper who I was going to name, but I've said his name too many times on this show, and I don't want to run into this nigga and have, have conflict. But, like, there's rappers who literally will rap the life of a nigga that they know, and that be 
they fucking gimmick. Like they know so much about this person, they'll literally rap as the person, even though they ain't never lived that lifestyle, my nigga. You was a square, you was a good fucking student, but your brother was a gangster, your cousin was a gangster, your daddy was a gangster. So you've heard enough gangster stories to make you feel like I know a lot about gangster shit. I'm gonna adopt the persona of a gangster and I'm gonna run around like gangster rapper. A lot of the motherfuckers who founded gangster rap wasn't gangsters. A, a lot of motherfuckers who who we look at look at on the Mount Rushmore gangster rap, they wasn't no motherfucking gangsters. They just knew a lot of gangster shit. You know, like Ice Cube. Nigga, Ice Cube wasn't no motherfucking gangster. Ice Cube just knew a bunch of gangsters. And that's the thing, my nigga. Like, we can't look at a fucking poet as our gauge of what street shit is. And this is why I tell motherfuckers all the time. Like, you niggas can't be looking up to these motherfucking rappers as, like, the the bar of what street shit is like niggas be listening to rappers lying about catching bodies and selling dope. And we like, yeah, nigga, I'm gonna go ahead and listen to this shit. Nigga, I'm gonna sell dope like this rapper. I'm gonna catch bodies like this rapper. I'm gonna knock niggas out like this rapper. And I tell motherfuckers all the time, dog, like I made a video about this shit on Instagram. Like rappers always talk about, I'm a street nigga or, you know, I I just talk street shit. Like one of my things, dog, like the only motherfuckers when you, when it come down to real street shit, like, I mean, real street shit. Like, I don't mean like rap street shit. I mean, real life street shit. The only niggas who I know who get paid to talk about street shit are snitches. So on some real shit, my nigga, a gangster rapper is an oxymoron, my nigga. Like, if if you was really doing all that shit in the street, like you say, it would be fucking stupid to rap about that shit. Why would I rap about some shit I really did, my nigga? You might as well go knock on the motherfucking police station door and tell them, um, excuse me, officer, I caught a body about four months ago uh his name was um jared coleman uh yeah shot the nigga with a 38 so if y'all looking i did that why would you do that that's fucking retarded and this is what we expect of rappers like me as a as a child i was guilty of this like when i was little i used to want my rappers to be real Like, I wanted every rapper that I heard that rapped about killing niggas to actually be a killer. Like, my nigga, if if I really, as I think about it, like, if I really wanted my rappers to be real, nigga, Bone Thugs and Harmony would be buried under jails. Ice-T would be buried under jails. Like, nigga, I used to love rappers that rapped about killing police officers and shit. Like, a lot of the shit that I was listening to, That my favorite rappers was rapping about Like nigga for me to want my rappers To really be real Man these motherfuckers Would have all been in prison Rapping about the shit they rapped about If it was actually true But the fucked up crazy shit Is like that's grown ass niggas Still wanting rap to be real My nigga Like I look at rap like wrestling now Like I don't want I don't want my rappers to be real I just want the motherfuckers to be realistic like that's it nigga just sound good dog you know but at the end of the day like i i I would love for rappers to just be honest on some real shit like i wish that like how they got that little fucking um that little shit to say parental advisory um explicit lyrics on the album cover like that shit should say like for entertainment only none of this shit is real like I, I i wish rappers would literally like a rapper who ended his career by saying that shit 
But honestly, I feel like I wish all rappers honestly did that shit. Was uh remember Slim Jesus, the little white boy who made that song, uh, the little drill song, something, something with my fucking gang, the white dude. And then like basically he did an interview saying, like, man, I don't do none of this shit. I'm a white boy from Indiana, nigga. I just rap good. I ain't no street motherfucker. I just know street dudes, but that ain't my life. And everybody killed him for like, oh, he's a fake. He's a phony dog. He ain't got to be no real fucking gangster. He a skinny white boy to know how to rap. Most of these fucking rappers is frauds. And I ain't mad at they ass dog. Like, man, get your money, dog. That's that's what this shit is about. It's about money. You know, all these quote unquote real niggas, all the real niggas in jail are dead. So what the fuck make you want to be a real nigga then? On some real shit I'd just rather be a rich nigga dog You know it's cool being real It's cool being solid It's cool being honest It's cool being a man of fucking principles But you ain't gotta be a fucking criminal to be that You could be a motherfucking square and have principles You could be a square and be a real nigga You could be a square and be honest You could be a square and be solid You don't gotta be no fucking criminal for that shit my nigga Quit listening to rappers That's just stupid What one guy one king say Half these rappers is just kids They letting kids run this shit it's WWF. Takes heart to build yourself, build your family, handle your business, break generational curses. It's all about growth, in my opinion. Real shit, my nigga. That's the fucking thing, dog. Like, you you ain't got to be a fucking criminal to be a real nigga, my nigga. You know, and, and like he said, my nigga, like a lot of these rappers, like these motherfuckers is between the ages of 19 and 24. Like these little niggas just still trying to figure that shit out. You know, because like me at those ages, nigga, I ain't know no better neither, my nigga. Like as a young nigga, I was still on dumb shit. Like when I met my wife, I was literally still on dumb shit. Like nigga, that's, you know, one of the the big reasons I was glad to meet my wife and, and get married to her because she got me off of a lot of the stupid shit that I was on, my nigga. Like that shit dumb as fuck, my nigga. You know, like, you can have street cred. Like, you know, I get it. Like, a lot of motherfuckers, you know, in, in your young ages, you gonna do what you gonna do. But, like, something that I was taught as a young motherfucker was even when you doing some dumb shit, be smart about it, my nigga. Like, you always gotta keep your end goal in front of you, my nigga. Like, you can't just be out here doing stupid shit for the sake of doing some stupid shit. And shout out to my nigga Eddie Bow in this motherfucker, man. <laughs> You know, one of my OGs, one of my big homies and shit. You know, my nigga fucking Stucky Edward 08 and shit on Instagram. What's going on, Nettie Bo? But yeah, like my nigga, like, you know, it's just a lot of shit in this life that, you know, like I said, the whole aim of this show, the whole reason I do the Too Much Game podcast is like I really hope that young niggas in that age bracket could listen to this show. You know, like if you listen to this motherfucker and you have a homie that's of that age, you know, this is the shit that like I I hope niggas at that age listen to like my nephews and shit, my little cousins, a couple of my little partners, little homies and shit like nigga life ain't about that bullshit, dog. You know, like this is some shit that I, I I'm glad a lot of niggas that was older than me pulled me to the side. And certain shit that I wish motherfuckers older than me would have pulled me aside and told me. Like, a lot of that shit that motherfuckers think is cool ain't about shit. You know, at the end of the day, dog, like, it's about money. It's about taking care of your motherfucking family. It's about looking out for you and yours and the motherfuckers that's actually important to you. You know, because, like, something that I learned, not exactly the hard way, but also of experience, my nigga. You know, like... I've learned that there's motherfuckers in your life who you hold in high regard that you trying to look out for that really don't give a fuck about you. Like the same motherfuckers that you go to prison for be the same motherfucker ain't got shit on your books, dog. Like the same motherfucker you out here catching a body for will be the same nigga to snitch on you, my nigga. Like the same homies that you put over your girl, your girl is the motherfucker... That's going to take care of you when you get locked up. 
like a lot of the motherfuckers who you looking at like, oh, this my nigga, this my day one, this my bro, this nigga like family. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Nigga, when, when you go to jail for this nigga, you out of sight, out of mind. But the girl who you neglecting is going to be the motherfucker that's going to be visiting you. She going to be the motherfucker looking out for you, taking care of you and shit. You know, and this is what I'm talking about as far as like the shit in your life that's real shit as opposed to the shit in your life that's bullshit. Like a lot of young niggas be on some like homies over everybody type shit. And a lot of times, nigga, your homies gonna be the motherfuckers that's gonna have you locked up. Your homies gonna be the motherfucker that's gonna have you fucked up somewhere in life. You know, so like you really gotta evaluate the motherfuckers in your circle. You gotta evaluate the motherfuckers that you keep close to you. You know, because I'm not even trying to big up the woman in your life a hundred percent because it also depends on the woman that you choose, dog. You could choose a woman that'll fuck your whole shit up. You know, like certain women, like, and this was something that separated my wife from the girlfriends that I had before her. Like the girlfriends I had before her, like they valued that ride or die shit. Like they was on that, oh, I'm a ride or die, I'm a rider and all this old shit, like. They thought that shit was fucking cool to be like the, oh, I'll stash a gun for him. I'll hide a pistol for my nigga. I'll go to jail for this nigga. I'll, I'll do this. And it's like a real woman will stop you from doing that shit. A real woman don't even want to see you taking penitentiary chances, my nigga. A real woman want to get you out of all that bullshit. You know, and that's the thing. Like, this, this is what a lot of motherfuckers don't understand. You know, like my nigga Eddie Bo said, nigga, your mother going to be the motherfucker to hold you down, my nigga. Like your, your, your mom is going to be the main motherfucker in your corner. Nigga, you go to jail behind a bunch of niggas and it's going to be two women visiting you when you locked up. It's going to be your mom and your girl. You know, and I'm not saying none of your homies going to be there because, you know, like. In my hood, like, I got motherfuckers that's, like, family to me. Like, Eddie Ball, that nigga's, like, family to me. That nigga's, like, one of my uncles or some shit. You know, like, twin, Vandy. Like, it's certain motherfuckers from my neighborhood that I literally consider family. You know, I like, this is, like, another little little nugget. Because me, I live in the Inland Empire of California. Like, I don't live in a city that I'm from. I'm from Compton, but I live in Highland. It's a lot of motherfuckers out here, like in the Inland Empire, banging a set in Compton. It's a lot of motherfuckers in Bloomington, Illinois, banging some shit in Chicago. Like, it trips me out that there's niggas who literally banging a hood that they don't live in. Like, that shit be weird to me. Because it's like you willing to kill and die and shoot for niggas who really don't give a fuck about you. You getting put on a set full of a bunch of niggas you ain't never rode bicycles with. You ain't never rode skateboards with. You ain't grow up with. Your mama don't know their mama. They daddy don't know your daddy. Like in my hood, nigga, my grandparents know these niggas' grandparents. My mom know they mom. Like all my OGs know both my parents. They know my dad. They know my mom. Like, they all went to high school together. Like, all the OGs from my set know my mom. Oh, Nita, your mama? Yeah, Nita, my mom. Oh, Aunt your daddy? Yeah, that's my dad. Like, that's my hood. My nigga, we a big-ass family. So it ain't nothing for me to go and do some bullshit for some motherfuckers who I was raised around. For some motherfuckers who I know would do the same for me because they consider me family. Nigga, we literally from the sandbox with it. Y'all niggas that be getting put on a set... 90 miles away like that should be weird to me but the thing is like the culture has 
put niggas in this these situations. Like you niggas listen to this music and it got you niggas gassed up. Like these rappers nowadays, like they gang, 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 gang. Like everybody want to be a part of a fucking gang. But like y'all niggas don't even understand the principles that these motherfucking gangs was founded on, my nigga. Like a lot of these gangs is literally families, my nigga. Like a lot of what you would hear, like if you listen to like old 90s interviews of gangbangers, it was always like, oh, I didn't have a dad, I ain't have a mom, so the gang was my family. And the gang was literally like family, my nigga. Like in my family, like I knew my dad and I lived with my mom, but these niggas was literally like family members to me. Like we spent a lot of time together. Like we did a lot of shit together, my nigga. Like it it was a family dynamic. So with us, the gang was literally like family. Like you little new niggas with this gang gang shit. Like you motherfuckers want to gang bang with motherfuckers you met three weeks ago. Like nigga, y'all niggas out here gang bang with motherfuckers who 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 will literally watch you get your motherfucking brains blown out on Instagram. Post R.I.P. and keep it moving It wouldn't trip Like that's the shit that fucking Trip me out my nigga like some of you niggas Like y'all just got the whole game Fucked up And it's cause y'all motherfuckers be listening To these motherfucking rappers dog Like you niggas can't be letting A, a fucking a poet Dictate what the fuck you doing How you move in life and what the fuck you value My nigga because at the end of the day These niggas is literally paid to sell you the wrong mindset, my nigga. You know, like, that's the fucking thing, dog. Like, you know, you you can't listen to a motherfucker who's paid to sell you self-destruction because that's what rappers do. They sell you self-destruction, my nigga. You know, like, that's the aim of this show. Like, this show is literally, like, the opposite of what these motherfuckers do. Like, the reason I talk like this, nigga, the reason that I always have shows like this is because I just be wanting motherfuckers younger than me. Motherfuckers who on the wrong path to hear this shit and decide, like, you know what, this nigga right. This that is some stupid shit. That is some bullshit. You know, because anybody who know me personally, as far as like my younger homies know, like this is the same shit that I tell my younger partners, my nigga. Like a lot of this shit that y'all motherfuckers think is cool is really some bullshit, my nigga. You know, and I hate to hear motherfuckers older than me that be sounding younger than the niggas who they giving advice to you know like i hear a lot of that shit you know and not to shit on where i live but i hear a lot of that shit out here my nigga like there be a lot of older motherfuckers that be trying to get these younger niggas advice to do bullshit and a lot of that shit be shit that they themselves have never done like you getting advice from an older nigga telling you Yeah nigga y'all niggas need to be putting in more work Y'all need to be doing more of this More of that Nigga y'all niggas Y'all niggas ain't shit Like niggas will tell you You ain't shit if you ain't caught a body And that be the same nigga That ain't never caught a body yourself Like a lot of these niggas is trying to Turn you Into the rider That they never were and that's what rappers do as well. You know, I tell niggas all the time, nigga, a lot of y'all niggas, big homies, is bitches. A lot of these motherfuckers, and I tell motherfuckers, man, a lot of the times, like they say, all the real niggas is in jail and dead. So why the fuck is you listening to this old nigga on the street who ain't in jail or dead? A lot of the times, the reason a lot of these old niggas on the street is because they ain't never done shit. And the reason I'm hitting the bomb a lot, I'm just trying to finish this wine, dog. You know, a lot, you know, like my big homie said, nigga, a lot of these niggas is straight busters. A lot of y'all big homies, a lot of y'all niggas is out here trying to talk your ass off the street and talk you into doing a lot of stupid shit. Niggas is hoes, dog. Like that's the thing man a, a lot of these older niggas Is trying to tell y'all to do this And trying to tell y'all to do Nigga a lot of my big homies That really did it That really was out here Will be the first niggas to tell you Cause this shit ain't about shit 
Nigga, you need to finish school. Nigga, you need to keep on rapping. You need to keep playing ball. Nigga, whatever the fuck you got going on positive, you need to do that shit. You don't need to be doing this shit. It be them bitch-ass niggas trying to turn you up. Them old buster-ass niggas who ain't never really did it, who ain't never really lived that life, who ain't never really been about shit, them be the motherfuckers trying to turn you up, my nigga. And that's the thing, my nigga. Like, you you got to look at who, who giving you this advice, my nigga. Like, you really got to look into these niggas' background a lot of times. Like, that was something that I learned as a young nigga. Like, there was older niggas who I would talk to, and then, like, my uncle, my uncle Ruben, may he rest in peace. Like, my uncle Ruben was telling me, like, a, a, about a bunch of the older niggas that was bitches. Like, nigga, you listening to that nigga? Nigga, I used to beat that nigga up when we was younger. My nigga, that nigga ain't never done shit. That's why he sit on the street. That nigga a bitch. Like, there's niggas out here in the Inland Empire, like, older niggas that's from my hood who I met out here, but they really from the hood, and I spoke, you know, to them about certain shit. But then I go to the hood like, yeah, because I was talking to such and such. And they like, him? Because why you think he out there? That nigga's a bitch. And that be the thing, like, nigga, you really got to check the background of a lot of motherfuckers who you getting advice from. Because a lot of these motherfuckers be hoes, my nigga. You know, so it's like, you know, my main advice, my nigga, like, just to put a bow on this whole little lesson that I'm teaching you niggas. Because I done, I done done this shit like three or four times. But the reason that I repeat certain shit is because it's important. You know, like... Nipsey Hussle, you know, the God said, you know, constant repetition is the path to progression. You know, certain shit y'all niggas gonna hear me say on this show a couple different times. I might not say it the exact same way, but I'm gonna say it multiple times is because it's important. And I want motherfuckers to understand. So sometimes I'm gonna have to fucking repeat myself. Sometimes on multiple episodes. But like, nigga, you just gotta check into the motherfuckers who you get advice from, my nigga. Like, you really gotta look at the end goal and what's actually important in a lot of the moves that you make in life, my nigga. You know, like it's a lot of shit that you might value based on something that another motherfucker said. But at the end of the day, my nigga, you got to look at their life and their background because a lot of times it ain't about shit. You got to look at the intentions of the motherfucker that's trying to tell you certain shit. You know, because like a lot of motherfuckers, dog, like I, I, I done said before, a lot of times... The advice that you receive is the worst thing that could happen to you because a lot of times the motherfucker giving you the advice wants to see you fail. You know, like a lot of motherfuckers don't have your best interests at heart, my nigga. A lot of motherfuckers can't wait to see you fall on your face. That's the reason they give you the advice that they give you. They tell you shit that's going to fuck you up in the game. So you just got to look at motherfuckers who you listening to, dog. You know, just like with the women with Derrick Jackson and shit. You know, like a lot of motherfuckers, they they got bad intentions when they give you advice. You know, so just be mindful of who you listen to. You know, and as far as like your mindset moving forward through life. Nigga, look at what's really important, whether that be to you or otherwise, my nigga. Because at the end of the day, my nigga, I'd rather be a rich nigga, a rich nigga than a real nigga. And I'ma drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, on the Too Much Game Podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. If you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhouse media. Town E House Media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. Seriously, not another podcast. Friday nights, 9 p.m. Whenever the fuck been ready to get around to that shit, my nigga. You know, he don't do that shit every fucking uh, Friday night. But when he get around to it, shit be dope, my nigga. So y'all check that shit out, my nigga. Nigga, love you too, Eddie Bo. But, um,. You know, Tuesday nights, the Sports for You uh, podcast, Sports Number Four, Letter U. Tuesday nights, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, live on uh, Facebook and YouTube. 
Wednesdays, live at 5 p.m. Pacific time. The No Rules Podcast with Mark and Ill Will, a.k.a. the Juice Crew, a.k.a. the Bloods. Um, Sundays, Cat vs. Dog Podcast. We still in limbo, my nigga. I don't know when we gonna do that shit. Sundays, 3 p.m. Pacific time, live at 5 Houston time. I'll let you motherfuckers know when we get that shit ironed out, but... You know, till then, we still not sure. You know, follow me on Instagram at Uncle Dolomite. Um, Twitter and Clubhouse at Young Dolomite. Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E. Um, you know, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Um, I'm on all fucking streaming platforms. So, this motherfucker easy to find, my nigga. You know, if you got a fucking... Um, what you call that shit? An Echo B nigga hit... Alexa, tell that bitch to turn on a Too Much Game podcast and that motherfucker start playing. So, um, I think that might be it, my nigga. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too Much Game. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.